guys, welcome to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Melon. I'm not Melon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your name. I'm Nicole. I'm Melanie. And we have a special guest today. Xander, would you like to say a few words? Nice. Thank you. That's it. That's all we need. Thank you. That's, uh, that's more than one word, sorry. <laughs> so Melanie and I just recorded about, I don't know, 30 minutes of the podcast and then realized that the sound wasn't right. So I bet that's what happened at my mom's too. Yeah. We were very quiet there. We were very, very quiet. But I'm glad that this time we noticed it instead of recording two entire episodes. Yes. Um, so Melanie's on Thanksgiving break and my son's daycare is closed. So we've got my little guy here and he is a no nap kind of guy when I need to do things. So what other things did we talk about in, the, in what we just recorded? The mass shootings. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's right before Thanksgiving and we were just out to lunch with her husband and we were just talking about all the mass shootings that there's been lately. It's been horrible. But shout out to the two people who subdued the shooter at Club Q in um, Colorado Springs. There was a man who took the gun from the shooter and was beating him over the head with it. And then a drag queen came over and stomped on the shooter with her heels. And they were able to subdue him before the police got there. So he was taken into custody. Serves him right. It was a guy, right? Yes. Okay. Well, fun fact, he was at, um, he was, or he was a parishioner at a Mormon church, and his pastor recently, I don't know if it was recently, but there's a video of his pastor, like, preaching, saying, like, that we need to take up arms against, like, gay people (gasps) in the United States. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And then, and, like, Lauren Boebert, that's her district, and... She has also, like, not so we need to take guns against gay people, but, like, definitely said, like, not nice things about gay people. But then, of course, she comes out and is like, they're in my thoughts and prayers. This needs to end. I really hate when religious people who are supposed to just, like, love people regardless mm-hmm. of anything about them decide to, like, hate people. Yeah. That because is the least Christian thing that you can do. That's the release, least religious thing to yeah. do over all religions. Mm-hmm. It says nowhere, like, hate people. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to judge people. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to just, like, sound like I'm repeating myself. Because you kind of are repeating Because I'm repeating myself <laughs> without anyone hearing me. So I'm going to dive into the case of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman and... I'm going to dive into the history of it more than like the actual case, just because I feel like there's nothing really on that. And then in my subsequent episode, you know, that releases probably next year. No, it will be December 14th. Dang, December 14th. You'll probably hear some conspiracy theories on um, the OJ Simpson trial and all of that. So, everyone knows who O.J. Simpson is. Um, What did you say your top three things are when I say, like, O.J. Simpson? What do you think of? Um, I think of the white Bronco. Mm -hmm. I think of the glove. And I think of the conspiracy theory that his son actually did it. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I never heard that conspiracy theory. Yeah. The there's other stuff to support it, but like the biggest thing is that the police chase occurred so that O.J. Simpson could lead police away from his house so that his son could cover up after himself. That's crazy. I wonder how old his son was. I don't remember. Probably saw it on TikTok. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to dive into the history. Um and life before the murders, uh, because like I said, I wasn't familiar with like OJ Simpson's NFL career, how Nicole and OJ met, anything about yeah, Ron Goldman, because he's the forgotten victim. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, his sister, I believe, did a whole podcast on on him mm-hmm. and like the trials and everything. And it was really, really good. Aww. So I know a little bit about him. Not that much. Okay. So, O.J. Simpson was drafted by the Buffalo Bills as their first pick in the 1969 draft. I did not know. You you said you didn't know he was that old. No, I did not know that he was that old. During this time, he demanded a $650,000 contract over five seasons. And That's so minuscule compared I to know. today. And I know, but um, back then, this was like a record high of contracts he quickly became the buffalo bills starting running backs and was an all-star in his rookie season he went to play for the bills for nine years he played in five pro bowls he led the league in rushing yards on four occasions two rushing touchdowns and owned both the nfl mvp and the nfl offensive player of the year awards in 1973 I know none of those things. I don't know what any of that means except for I think he was a big deal. I wanted to look up, like, who would he be compared to nowadays? That also as far as, like, how big. <laughs> I know. I was... Th- I, Is he, like, Lady Gaga big or, like, <laughs> Rihanna big? <laughs> I meant, like, football players. <laughs> I know, but I wouldn't have done either. <laughs> oh. Um, I wonder what his net worth was. Is he, like... Someone from NSYNC that, like, no one hears about anymore? Or is he Justin Timberlake? <laughs> is that a good comparison? Uh, is he the Justin Timberlake of I feel of like NSYNC? everyone knew him. Everyone, every, like, he was, like, a household name. Okay. It was kind of like Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, that's exactly what I was Not thinking. saying he was, like, equal to, like, Tom Brady's, like, success and stuff. But, like, more, like, just like that everyone knows him. Who? is getting a divorce right now with tom brady that's tom brady okay so you know how he's like i don't know if you know but he's like said publicly that his wife is like really witchy and like all that yeah she's completely sucking the life out of him good yeah she like he joked too much about her being a witch but if you see him it looks like the life is being sucked out of him that's fantastic even if she's not a witch some witch somewhere is like yeah is cursing him right now do you know that he kisses his son on the mouth for a little too long? For a little too long? It's not a peck? No. There's, okay, there's a lot of it. There's a video of him giving his son a kiss while he's getting, like, massaged. And he's, he, like, the son gives him a peck. And then he's like, no, 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 that wasn't good enough. No, he makes like him come back and, like, give a long enough kiss where you're like, this is weird. And then, and then he, like, allows him to do something. But you can tell the son is, like really uncomfortable i hate 
when family especially like especially if it's your dad and I live I didn't even like it when like I would go to like give someone a hug and it'd be like a quick side hug and be like no it's not good enough like don't fucking touch me (laughs) my family's very like kissy huggy when they go to leave Mm -hmm. so they always give like each other a kiss on the cheek and this is something like Cody really struggles with because he's never been like exposed to that and so he he like will like lean in and give like his cheek to them Mm -hmm. to kiss and I'm like you look like such an asshole you may kiss my cheek (laughs) I would rather I don't know what to do (laughs) I would rather have someone kiss my cheek than kiss their cheek that's fair that'd be very awkward like we do like the french like you kiss each other like you don't even have to like kiss each other's cheeks like you just like gesture to it um, but yeah, he also like, what was the team that he played for super long? The Patriots, the owner of the Patriots, he would kiss on the mouth <laughs> like a grown adult. I'm what? showing you the videos of the, this after we get done recording. It's a weird. It's very weird. The owner of the Patriots kisses everyone on the mouth, I think. And but Tom Brady actually like, mm, enjoys come it. Come here. <laughs> everyone else is like, oh. God, he's here. And Tom Brady's like, yeah, get my kisses in. <laughs> it's like the weird uncle that you have that you don't want to see at a family party. And then Tom Brady is just like running up to him. <laughs> what the heck? It's weird. Um, he's still like, even though he's not on the Patriots, he still kisses the owner on the mouth. <laughs> I'm showing you the videos of it. What? Yeah. So I don't feel bad for Tom Brady at all because he oh, no. is disgusting. Um, I fully believe that he cheated on his <laughs> wife and everything. Oh, yeah. So the Buffalo Bills ended up trading OJ to the 49ers prior to the 1978 season. And they exchanged this for some draft picks. And OJ was only 29 years old at the time, which is old in football. But I don't know. Tom Brady's like in his 30s. I feel yeah. Like. Or like Brett Favre. I feel like Brett Favre was like a household name. Okay, never mind. <laughs> So while OJ was a starter for the 49ers, his accomplishments weren't nearly as high as his peaks with the Bills. (laughs) And after his 1978 season, OJ Simpson retired from the NFL. In June of 1977, Simpson met Nicole Brown, who had just turned 18 and graduated high school. Gross. Like literally weeks before she met OJ Simpson, she graduated high school. So the two quickly became involved, even though OJ was already married. Um, I didn't know that he was married before. I I forgot about that. So Simpson and his first wife, Marguerite L. Whiteley, were... (laughs) L. Whiteley. (laughs) L. It could be Whitley. I care. That has to be Whitley. It cannot be L. Whiteley. Whitley or Whitley. 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 Yeah. You said Whiteley. I said Whiteley. Okay. L. Whiteley. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture of Whiteley. Just kidding. Whiteley. Oh, wow. She's super pretty. Yeah, she's very pretty. So Simpson and his first wife were married June of 1967, a few years before he was drafted while he was in college at USC. They were in high school when they met when OJ's friend Al Collings set them up shortly after their their own relationship ended. And weird. What? Oh, weird. Yes. He was He's a very, like, hey, you want to date my ex-girlfriend? Yeah. And they, I mean, like, OJ was a very jealous person, so I was kind of surprised. 
I, I already told you because we already recorded this, but <laughs> Al Collings, uh, you didn't know who he was no. when I asked you. Um, he ended up being uh, the man who drove the white Bronco during the police chase in 1994. He was Simpson's best friend. Yeah, I had no idea that it wasn't OJ that was driving that the was car. Driving. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest uh, and say that I only knew OJ wasn't driving the car because of the FX documentary series. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, though. Yeah. Simpson and Whitley, Whitley, <laughs> Simpson and Whitley were married for 11 years. They had three children together, Arnell, uh, who was born in 1968 while they were both in college. Their son, Jason, was born a few years later. And then nine years later, Whitley became pregnant with their third child, Aaron. Um, and she became pregnant shortly after Brown and Simpson started dating. Nothing like having an affair while your wife is pregnant. The couple officially divorced in March of 1979. And the same year in August, Erin, OJ's youngest daughter, accidentally fell into a swimming pool. The family found her motionless shortly after falling in and was unresponsive when the paramedics arrived. She ended up falling into a coma. A few days before her second birthday, she passed away due to respiratory failure. Um, it was said that like Simpson and Whitley were like obviously distraught over this, which like who wouldn't be by, by losing their child. Um, and they came together to hold a funeral for Aaron. In 1985, Nicole Brown and OJ Simpson got married after waiting six years. And Simpson had actually been retired from the NFL for five years at this point. And I was kind of shocked that they ended up waiting that long. I'm curious if it was because she was 18. Yeah, for it. It's more socially acceptable to marry a 25-year-old than it yeah. is an 18-year-old. Yeah, exactly. The couple had two children, Sydney and Justin, and during their marriage, Brown experienced domestic violence inflicted by Simpson. She called the police multiple times to report this, but he was only arrested once in 1989. Of course. Yep. Simpson pleaded no contest to spousal abuse, and Brown ended up dropping the charges because her parents allegedly encouraged her to reconcile her relationship with Simpson. Um, I'm not sure how true this is, but it says that Simpson provided their family with financial benefit, so that's why they wanted her to reconcile the relationship. Their seven-year marriage ended when Brown filed for divorce in February 1992. Once they separated, Simpson told Brown that he had been having a year-long affair with a woman named Tawny, and that ended in 1989 when she married her now husband. So just like, hey, by the way, um, a few years ago, I cheated on you. Yeah. The relationship between the two after the divorce was rocky to say the least. An audio recording was revealed in the trial from October 25th, 1993. During this 911 call, Brown said Simpson was going to beat the shit out of her. When talking to Sergeant Craig Lally, once he arrived at the scene, she said, and I quote, he gets a very animalistic look in him. All his veins pop out. His eyes are black and just black. I mean, cold, like an animal. I mean, very, very weird. And when I see it, it scares me. After this, she moved out of their home and ended the relationship. Now I want to talk about Ron Goldman because he is often the forgotten victim since you didn't even know who yeah, he I don't was. Know who that is. <laughs> I hope that I know who he is once you start talking about him. I don't think you will. Um, He was born July 2nd, 1968. He grew up in Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Do you know where this is? 
Sounds familiar, no. Yeah, it's it's pretty close to Chicago. Well, like, you know, like it's a suburb. Yeah. And when you say you're from Buffalo Grove and people are like, where's that? You say just Chicago. Um, his parents divorced in 1974 and he ended up living with his mom for a few years before moving in with his dad and his little sister. He was raised Jewish, attended high school in Lincolnshire, Illinois. Do you know where Lincolnshire is? Okay. And he ended up becoming a student at the, at Illinois State University for one year, majoring in psychology. He would work as a camp counselor and volunteered with children with cerebral palsy, Aww. which I just wanted to include because he's just like, just like such a selfless person. His family relocated to Southern California when he was 18 years old and he ended up putting his studies on hold so he could follow his family. Once in LA, Ron lived on his own. He attended some classi- classes at Pierce College. He enjoyed surfing, beach volleyball, rollerblading. He would go out to nightclubs. He supported himself by working as a headhunter, which I had to look this up. Do you know what a headhunter is? Yeah, it's um, finding talent. Like yeah. Finding actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, a tennis instructor. In, instructor. <laughs> instructor. Uh, he was a waiter at many restaurants, and he even worked as a model for Barry Zeldes. He, I probably didn't pronounce that right, but he is an owner of a clothing store in California. He earned his emergency medical technician's license, but didn't do anything with it. So I don't really know why he got it. I think, I don't know if he like changed his mind or whatnot. Probably back then, because that's just an EMT. Back then, it was probably like a two-week course to become an EMT. Because right now, I don't know acronyms at all. He worked in the restaurant and bar scene because he wanted to open his own someday with an Egyptian religious symbol, Anki. No, ink. Sorry, ink. <laughs> uh, which is a symbol of life, and he actually had this tattooed on his shoulder. Ron also had aspirations to act. He actually was a contest on a, the game show Suds. Studs, sorry. Not Suds, like what SpongeBob <laughs> gets. <laughs> the game show Studs? I guess it was like a short-lived no, game what show. No, that? He was on it in 1992. I have no clue what it is. I didn't know if you didn't. Uh, I feel like that's something that I want to know. Um, it's like a dating show. So two men go on dates with the same three women and then they, they do that before the show and then they come on the show and they had to answer questions and like, remember what happened on what date and like, which girl said what. So trying to remember like how much they, trying to see how much they remembered about each girl. (laughs) Okay. So. Ron met Nicole six weeks prior to the murders when he borrowed her Ferrari. They became friendly and would meet for coffee or dinner. Wait, they weren't friends. They became friends because he borrowed her Ferrari? They, like, were acquaintances. I think he worked at one of the restaurants she would go to. And then he needed to borrow a car and she, like, offered offered her Ferrari. That's very nice of her. Yeah, and then they became friendly they would meet for coffee or dinner and according to the friends of the two their relationship was strictly platonic even the person who um was going to meet ron when he borrowed her ferrari instead of you know like a cocky guy that's like oh yeah i'm totally railing this Mm -hmm. chick on the side you know no he was like oh my friend let me borrow her car oh don't mind the snores in the background i know i'm trying to get my son to sleep 
On June 12, 1994, O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson attended their daughter's dance recital. So, mind you, now they've been divorced for... When did they? Oh, thank you, Sandra. Mom, your story sucks. Fall asleep. (laughs) They, oh God, they divorced in February. She filed for divorce in February of 1992. So they have been divorced for two years now. Um, So they're attending their daughter's dance recital. And after the recital, Nicole went to dinner with her family and friends Ron Goldman actually worked as a waiter at the restaurant, and later that night, Nicole's mom noticed that she forgot her glasses back at the restaurant, and so I don't know who called, but Ron offered, like, hey, I'll just drop him off over at Nicole's house after my shift. So at around midnight, Nicole's white dog was found by a neighbor walking alone with bloody paws. This led to the neighbor's discovery of the bodies, bloody and right outside of the home. The dog also was said to, like, be howling. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is really sad. Yeah, because, like, like his owner's hurt. Yeah, dogs are so loyal. When the first police officer arrives, he noted the state of the house. The master bathroom had the tub full with water and the candles were still lit. The TV was on, and there was a cup of half-melted ice cream on the downstairs banister, and the kids were still asleep in their rooms. So I think that's really gross that, like, he, well, what a lot of people believe is OJ came in, killed his ex-wife while his kids were sleeping. Yeah. Nicole Brown Simpson, she was 34 at the time, and Ron Goldman, who was 25 at the time, were found outside brutally murdered. Nicole was sprawled on the sidewalk outside with multiple stab wounds with Ron close by and stabbed more than twice the amount Nicole was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some sources said she had her throat slashed. I don't I don't know. Um, She was said to be stabbed 12 times and Ron was said to be stabbed like 25 times. That's so telling that the man that she's with gets stabbed so many more times. He wasn't planning on being there. He yeah. was just doing it for a he favor. He was just bringing her her glasses. Yeah. So it didn't take long for the story to blow up once Nicole was identified as OJ's wife. And for the rest of time, the victims would always be known as OJ's wife and the other guy, <gasps> which is really sad. Like, Are he, they even legally married at this time? No. Oh, my God. No, they've been divorced. Um, yeah. So, like, you know. When you say Nicole Brown Simpson, I feel like a little bit, people are a little bit more aware of her name, but for the longest time it was OJ's wife was killed and another guy that was an unidentified man. Yeah. Really sad. Um, Especially for these two beautiful human beings who their life was like so stripped away from them. And their only connection is with OJ Simpson. They're not even their own people. Yeah, exactly. Um... Later that morning, the police went to OJ's house, and OJ um, was actually returning from Chicago. After the police found numerous items of evidence, OJ agreed to turn himself in, but then fled on June 17th. When he fled, he allegedly was carrying a passport, disguise, and just shy of $9,000 in cash. Okay, but what was this disguise? 
I don't know. I That's was wondering. That's what I would like to know. Is it like a thick mustache? Yeah, and he's like, got a fake mustache and like glasses. The glasses with the nose. That... Yes. <laughs> Big hat. That's that's what I picture. I mean, OJ's like really tall and like he has a very distinct he's, look. He's got a Santa costume. <laughs> that's funny. Once he gave himself up, he was charged with two counts of murder. During the preliminary hearing. Wait, but when's the car chase? Are you going to talk about that later? I'm not talking about the car chase. It's like the, one of the most known things. That's true. Um, basically, he just like fled. And someone had. Up, but how did his friend get in the car with him? They were all over at his house. And he was like, dude, I got to go. <laughs> Let's <laughs> leave. Let me look this up. Hold on. Yeah, I'm really curious. I don't know. Because I like, I don't know. You're like, hey, Melanie, um, I got accused of murdering someone. Uh, I want to run away. Yeah, that's Like, true. I know I offered to drive your getaway car at your wedding, but I don't know if I would actually drive <laughs> your getaway car. Thank you. It was a two-hour slow-speed chase. <laughs> slow-speed? Yeah, for real. I just want to know what he said to his friend. His friend just was like, all right, let's go. Let's flee. He was scheduled to turn himself in at 11 a.m. that day. The police department grew impatient and headed to his home. And they discovered that Simpson had slipped away with his lifelong friend and teammate, Owl mm. Cowlings. And they were roommates. Who, according to his friend, followed OJ like his shadow. Mm. And they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. The pair hopped into Cowlings' white Ford Bronco. It was Al's Ford Bronco. It wasn't <gasps> even. It's not even OJ Simpson? Yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know that. And headed to south, south to Orange County. I don't know why they got in together. They were ride or dies. Commuters stopped in their tracks to cheer Simpson on with some even holding signs that read, Go OJ. Stop. It's disgusting. Run, OJ, run. So 11 a.m. is when he was supposed to go in the police department. Mm -hmm. A little before 8 p.m., he returned home and then they started negotiating. They called his mom, and he got to drink a glass of orange juice. (laughs) Stop it. OJ drank a glass of orange juice Mm -hmm. before he was taken into custody. Yeah. That's too much for my brain to handle today. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know why they were together. I didn't want to cover this because I feel like this is, like, the most known thing about O.J. Simpson's trial, and I just wanted to give a little bit more coverage to... Cut this all out. (laughs) No. I won't cut it out. I mean, it's good to know. I didn't know that. I didn't know. It was I didn't know that it wasn't his Bronco. That's crazy. Yeah. So, during the preliminary hearing, which was conducted June 30th to July 8th, the the (laughs) municipal... <laughs> I don't even know what word you're trying to say. The municipal judge found there was enough evidence for O.J. Simpson to be put on trial. The evidence found against Simpson is as follows. And please ask me any questions because I know this DNA stuff, okay. you know. Okay, the most obvious piece of evidence was that there was an incredibly, this was a, an incredibly violent crime likely the killer knew the victims and was close to the victims aka the stabbing that's that's very close and personal Mm -hmm. lots of blood i put lost (laughs) lost of blood (laughs) lots of blood was found at the scene of the murder 
So they collected bloodstains on the rear gate and on Bundy Drive, which was the walkway going away from the crime scene. This produced a DNA profile consistent with OJ. So his blood mm-hmm. literally find at the, found at the crime scene. Or was it his son's? No, that's not how DNA works. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was his twin brothers. If OJ had a twin brother, brother that, that would be very okay. likely. But do you, okay, so. Okay, so that just proves that his son did it. So your DNA profile, you have one from your mom and one from your dad. Mm-hmm. So you can tell whose parents, like if someone were to do a crime and they got both of their parents' DNA, you could tell who their parents were. So that's why, like, you can tell, oh. like, with uh, genealogy, you can tell <laughs> astrology. <laughs> You can tell who is related. Oh, yeah. But, no, you can't just, like, mistake people's DNA for... That's not possible. Okay. Um, so, a right-hand glove was found at the crime scene, and this is probably the most notorious piece yep. of evidence. Um, the famous line, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yep. Which, okay, fun story about that. I said that to Cody <laughs> one time. It was a few years ago. Um. I said it jokingly, and he was like, oh, did you just make that up by yourself? And I was like, <laughs> that is a famous gosh. line from the O.J. Simpson trial. And he's like, no, it's not. Hey, technically all this happened before our time. That's true. No, Cody was born in 1995. Well, was Cody following this? <laughs> <laughs> no. Cody's propped up on the couch with his sippy cup watching the car chase. That's fair. Okay. So, from the glove, a DNA profile uh, was consistent with OJ. Um, the glove also was saturated in blood, which was identified as the as mostly coming from the victims. But the three samples that were taken from the glove produced a mixed DNA profile. These profiles were consistent with one or both of the victims and OJ. And why it's one or both is because they had a single common allele, so they had the same. What is an allele? <sighs> allele. Don't sigh at me. No, I'm trying to figure out how to explain. Okay. Uh, okay, so for your DNA, like let's say you have, uh, alleles are how you identify DNA. So they're DNA markers. Okay. You have two at each Um point Mm -hmm. so there's like certain points that like you analyze so there's two at each point one from your mom one from your dad so like for my so like hair would Mm -hmm. it be like mom's side is curly and dad's side is straight it's not genes (laughs) what are we talking about that allele okay so a dna dna profile you have like so many dna profile (laughs) jesus Okay. We can cut all this out. No, okay, it's so fine because DNA, no one's going to know. Okay, so, is a DNA profile like... Okay, like, so... Is a prof- like, the profile, is that, like, what comes up, like, on the computer screen to tell, like, this is about a person? Kind. Yeah. Okay. So, they analyze a piece of evidence, and it comes up with two alleles per section that they're looking at. And they look okay. at, like, 21 sections. One of them's your X and Y chromosome, so you can tell if they're a girl or a boy. Okay. And then at each site, you can have uh, two different alleles, or you can have just one allele, but it's because your parents had the same one passed down. So 
what it means by a single common allele is at one of the sites, one of the victims and OJ had the same okay. allele. So they can't identify if it was both the victims or just one of the victims okay. with OJ's blood. Allele doesn't even sound like a real word anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is really important because, like, this is the first big forensic case. Oh, really? This is one of the first cases that, like, really started forensic evidence. And wow. not a lot of people n- knew about it or knew how to explain it. Yeah. So. Believe that. Yeah. My knowledge of science is the science experiments me and my third graders do, where we <laughs> talk about the density of water. Nice. Um, so there was also blood, hair, and fibers found in Simpson's car and home, which were identified as Brown and Goldman's. Samples from the console, steering wheel, and carpet produced probative results, meaning that it supported everything that they had found beforehand. Nice. But... As the prosecution saying that it's mixed results from the victims in OJ, the defense refuted this, saying that the the results were inconclusive. And it was inconclusive. Oh, my goodness. This sounds so much better. <laughs> it was inconclusive because they had a failing control during the assay. So with every single test run in forensics, you do a positive and a negative control in addition to your... Mm-hmm. DNA sample because then you know that your test is working correctly and either their positive or negative control didn't work properly and instead of rerunning it they didn't uh, and I don't know like not if this following was, like, the science rules sometimes a positive result I like I I do DNA um I test for the presence of DNA at work and sometimes my positive control doesn't work, but my actual sample does. So I know it's a pass. Like, I know that DNA is present, but I have to rerun it. Yeah. Because it's just, it's inconclusive. The scientific process. Yes. There was blood in the driveway and in the foyer of OJ's house, which both belonged to OJ. <laughs> which, I feel like you could explain this by, like, it's his house. But also, like, I don't have, like, just my blood hanging out in my driver driveway in my foyer. You don't know. That's fair. Um, and then the matching glove to the one found at Nicole and Gold- Nicole's house, not Goldman's house, was found um, behind OJ's guest house. It was saturated in blood and it had DNA profiles consistent with Nicole and Ron. Which- really don't like how you keep saying it saturated with blood oh that's that's <laughs> really gross that's so much blood <laughs> that's what the source kept saying so i don't know if i, I mean like, just... there's a difference between it like having some blood on it and being it was like, saturated so... with well blood. i think the source wanted to say that it was saturated because it's genuine leather gloves like of course it's not gonna fit his hand because it was soaked already yeah and left outside in the cold y- yes um there were also bloody shoe prints found at the scene which matched the one Simpsons owned, and then socks were collected from the property, OJ's property, and a DNA profile from a bloodstain found near the ankle of the sock was consistent with Nicole Brown Simpson. So just to recap, his blood's present at the crime scene. Mm -hmm. His glove is present at the crime scene. The victims, Nicole and Ron's DNA is found both in Simpson's car and home. And on items of his clothing in his house. I don't understand how, like, even though they're, like, you can poke holes 
in some of the evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the gloves, regardless of if the gloves fit him or not, if I take someone's random gloves and I wear it to a crime scene, like, I don't care if they fit or not. Yeah. I can squeeze my feet into a size six yep. shoe if I want to. Anyways. So Simpson was defended at trial by Johnny Cochran and F. Lee Bailey, who claimed OJ was framed by racist police officers. I thought it was the Kardashian dad. He also. uh, He was there. He was also, yeah, part of it. Um, But I don't think he was a main. Uh, He was like best friends with OJ. So he just like wanted to be involved to help. Which, that's what my conspiracy theory is about about the kardashians it's about the dad yeah um now at the time in america the oklahoma city bombing had just happened in april of 1995 do you remember this at all i don't remember it but i've heard about it okay so um this was a domestic terror truck that what bombed the alfred p mira federal building in oklahoma city i don't think i pronounced it any of them. <laughs> You pronounced Oklahoma, right? Oh, thank you. The bombing killed at least 168 people, injured more than 680 people. It destroyed over one-third of the building, damaged 324 buildings within a 16-block radius, shattered glass in 258 nearby buildings, and destroyed 86 cars. Oh, my God. This is still the deadliest attack of domestic terrorism in U.S. history. And the, the two people who were the perpetrators of this were, like, white supremacists, mm-hmm. and they were pissed about, like, Ruby Bridges and, like, how certain things were handled and, like, us giving, you know, rights to people of color. You know, just minimal, basic human rights. <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't understand why it's so hard for people to be decent. Okay, the trial for O.J. lasted eight months, and after a three-hour deliberation, O.J. was acquitted on October 3, 1995. After the trial, both families of Brown and Goldman sued Simpson. Um, He was found liable for damages in the wrongful death of Goldman and um, the battery of Brown. The civil judgment resulted in a $33.5 million lodged against O.J. Simpson. And then in 2007, OJ was charged with breaking into a Las Vegas hotel room and taking sports memorabilia. What? (laughs) He claimed it was stolen from him, so he was just taking it back. What? Yeah. Do you want to guess how how many years he he got for? Zero. No. (gasps) On October 3rd, 2008, which is funny because it's 13 years after his acquittal of the two murders, OJ was found guilty and sentenced to... 33 years in prison. What? He was released October 1st, 2017, only nine years after his sentencing. What? <laughs> yeah. I did not hear about that at all. Well, so I think I I think people now are like, duh, he did it, but we can't charge him twice. Yeah. You know, we can't. Can't do double jeopardy. So they're just f- trying to find ways yeah, to keep I- him Oh, my God. But he's out now. Yeah, I know. He just made a TikTok the other day. You want to know what his TikTok was? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It might not even be up. It was something about how, like, it was, like, something about him, like, living the single life so he can, like, (gasps) leave the toilet seat up. Yeah, he can, like, watch TV all day 
Yeah, and everyone's like, okay, so why are you getting to live the single life, OJ? <laughs> oh my God. How is- wrong is that? I don't, he just, I'm curious if he has like CTE or anything. What is that? It's the traumatic brain injury that people get oh, in yeah. football. Oh, absolutely. Me and Logan are not, we already talked about it. Our kids are not playing football. Um, Logan definitely has like undiagnosed concussions. He has a few diagnosed concussions, but he has to have other oh, undiagnosed yeah. ones. Like his recall is really bad. Um, Cody's had more than like the allotted concussions. Oh my God. So he's always curious if he has CTE because he can't remember anything. Yeah. And he also like gets really frustrated really easily, which is probably a trauma response too, but it's fine. <laughs> Next time when I talk and, and I have some of it done, but I don't want to dive into it until I have all the information. So it's not like a two-parter, but it's, it's better to have heard this one before I go into the theory. Okay. But it's the bag theory, specifically Robert Kardashian and OJ Simpson's Louis Vuitton garment bag. I know nothing about this. No one does because it went missing. Oh, suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> um, I actually saw pictures of this that happened and it was actually all recorded by like a tabloid magazine on accident. What? So, so I'm excited to talk about it. But so next next time I do a story, it'll be on the bag theory. Because I wanted to do a different one about domestic violence, but I figured after the Cleveland kidnappings, maybe I should give it yes. a break. <laughs> so keep it late. Ugh, yeah. That's all I got. That is crazy. That's a lot that I didn't know. Yeah. You can listen to the ambiance of baby snores. Yes. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> um and and like I said, I didn't go into a lot of like what happened after the murders because I feel like that's yeah. just saturated. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so gross. All right, you guys can follow us on Aesthetically Displeasing on Facebook, um, Aesthetically Displeasing Pod on Instagram, and then we are Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at Gmail if you guys have any questions or requests. And anywhere that you guys get your podcast, you can subscribe and leave us a review. Yes, please send us an email with some requests because I would love to do a story on like something you guys actually want to hear. Yeah. Which, <laughs> mom, dad, <laughs> send in your requests. No, we have 70 followers mm-hmm. on on Facebook. I And not all of them. I mean, I think some of them are people you know, but I don't know anyone anymore. And my dad was talking to the old Bills announcer. The Bulls. Sorry, Bulls announcer. <laughs> she told me that there is a team called the Bills. I would believe you. <laughs> it is Buffalo Bills. We just talked about oh, it. God. <laughs> my dad was talking to the old Bills annu- Bulls announcer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think. I think. I have to double check with him. And he said that he really liked our podcast. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad has not listened to more than our, like, second episode because he, like, doesn't find time to listen yes. to it, which I was like, Dad, listen to it in the car. Um, But he, like, still is, like, repping it. So Aww. he, like... And then after he shared the post on Facebook, he was like, did you get any traction from me sharing it? I was like, we got two new followers. It's so nice. So... And my grandma listens every day, but she doesn't have a way. Like, I don't. I don't listen to podcasts if I'm not in a car yeah. or like doing housework. Yeah, me too. So I think my grandma just sits there and listens on a computer. 
I can't sit that's there a, and do that's nothing. That's a dedicated listener. That is. Well, you know what? Not everyone has ADHD like us. Some people can't just sit there and do that's something. That's true. Um, hey, I say as I have colored in <laughs> 99% of pretty. a picture. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my mom listened to. I don't think she, my mom's going to listen to any of the Cleveland kidnappings cool. because she listened yeah. to like the first five minutes of the first episode and she texted me she's like i can't and i was like okay well the like, one where we were talking about vomiting too <laughs> no i did tell her to listen to that one because i was like i gave you a shout out no so she listened to your first episode mm-hmm. and she was like i can't do it anymore and i was like okay well i really want you to listen to like the second and the third they're not as like intense as nicole's are like i can just open up the notes and just kind of give you like a rundown like without the mm-hmm. gory graphic stuff and she goes no thank you with like a <laughs> smiley face on the desk my stepmom started stopped listening to the second episode. Uh, she said she couldn't do it, especially with having like with having kids. kids. I know. Um, if you haven't listened to the third episode, go listen to the third episode. Yes, because that one is not super intense. That one it has a happy ending. ending. Yeah, yeah, it has an actual ending. Yes. So, all right. All right. Oh my god, that was so (laughs) My story was obviously so boring that he went to sleep. (laughs) All right, we will talk to you guys next time. See you later. Bye, guys. Stay spooky.